This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. On the 23rd of April 2019, Sharjah Investment and Development Authority unveiled two exciting future-defining projects for the city, the Scroll and the House of Wisdom. The Scroll is a visually striking artwork by renowned sculptor Jerry Judah. It's a contemporary interpretation of the ancient Arabic scroll and a monument to celebrate Sharjah as the UNESCO World Book Capital for 2019. The House of Wisdom, on the other hand, is due for completion in April of this year. It's an iconic library and cultural centre designed by world-renowned architecture firm Foster & Partners. This library and cultural centre will be the newest addition to Sharjah's numerous public offerings where books and knowledge can be openly accessed by people of all age groups and nationalities. Amongst its many features are thousands of physical and digital books, exhibition spaces, a fabrication lab, print-on-demand bookstations, discussion halls, both indoor and outdoor reading areas, and so much more. This landmark is very much reinterpreting the library as a social platform for learning, supported by innovation and technology. The House of Wisdom represents a new monument for Sharjah as an international cultural capital. At the recent launch of the Sharjah office of the Royal Institute of British Architects, I spoke to Dara Tawhidi, partner architect at Foster & Partners, about the inspiration behind the House of Wisdom, the design and the technology that they are using to make this not just an iconic building, but a sustainable one that works with its environment. Today we're celebrating a really momentous occasion. It is, of course, uh, the RIBA opening up their office here in Sharjah for the first time outside of London. And Foster & Partners very much has a huge role to play, not just across the world, but here in Sharjah. So I do want to get to the House of Wisdom, but Foster & Partners is a legendary architecture firm. Norman Foster is, is legendary himself. We talk a lot about sustainability, Dara, these days. It is the biggest buzzword. It doesn't matter what you're talking about, whether it's architecture, whether it's fashion, but actually the journey of sustainability with Foster & Partners started decades ago they were thinking and talking about this long before others were that's true it's really part of the dna of the practice and um, in the early days of foster and partners norman was working with buckminster fuller who of course coined the term or the phrase spaceship earth yeah as i said in the talk before the term sustainability was used it was guiding a lot of the designs uh, of the practice and it has been a journey so we've been learning project by project about how to design sustainability Sustainably. What's interesting is the way to design sustainably it is something that everybody has to think about now. And some of the world's greatest buildings that you're designing, you of course did Mastar City. That was one of your projects. You've learned a lot from that. When we were looking for the world's leading carbon fiber center, we actually had to bring the project to the UAE. So it was manufactured here in the UAE. Project had world's leading technology company came to the UAE for its expertise. And that's a really interesting story. So we we really like this idea that through um, all these projects that are going on, actually 
the UAE can become a centre for innovation. It's not just receiving um, innovation from outside. That's so important as well because there is that exchange that happens, both economic, cultural exchange that is going on. It's not just a one-sided thing. You kind of took some of the ideas that you used there and because Sharjah is this year celebrating its status as the World Book Capital, Foster and Partners were asked to design the future library, if you like. It's the library of the future the house of wisdom so talk to us about this project it looks so beautiful but there's a lot that's gone into that design first of all what was the brief that you were asked Mm -hmm. to work with so it was a really interesting brief when um Sharuk were awarded this accolade they were obviously incredibly proud about it and they wanted a very special piece of architecture and the idea that they had was to create a reinterpretation of the library mm. for the 21st century so Sharuk recognized that the role of the library is changing you know technology allows us access to all of the knowledge in the world from anywhere so you have to ask the question of what's the role of the library in that situation where traditionally libraries have been places where you store knowledge the idea that they had was really to create a community space a place for people to come together and learn and then when we started to look as we often do we look back at history for Mm -hmm. examples for inspiration and the idea of the house of wisdom which was a precursor of the modern library and university that existed in Baghdad in the 8th century and it's a very inspiring place because it was a, a center for the scholars of the time to come together and exchange ideas it was very open it was ethnically and religiously diverse encourage freedom freedom of thought and so on so very sort of interesting inspiring idea and when we discussed that idea with Sharuk they were you know really in favor of it as a direction to take the project Mm. and it kind of fitted very well with their own vision and so talk to us about the different aspects that are going to be there like you said this is very much a community space as much as it's a library so what are the different parts or components that we're going to see as part of the house of wisdom well I can't talk too much about what's going to be in the building but I can tell you that it's going to be a very exciting mix of different activities all focused around learning so books are still very much the core of it and you'll feel uh, very connected with books and reading because of course it's connected with the world book capital Mm. so that's very very important and that's not something we wanted to lose at all it's bringing in different technologies it's going to be a very high-tech building lots of smart technologies in it to do with learning I think the other feature that's really important is the landscaping so the building is very much about connecting you with nature. There's a garden at the heart of the building and the buildings are also set within a very large garden which is going to form part of the whole learning story. I love that so much because if there's anything better than being in a garden with a great book I'd love to hear about it. That's right it's a very sort of simple and powerful idea. Yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and again sustainability is a huge part of how you're approaching the design of this building. Talk to us a little bit about the unique challenges that the climate here presents to this building? So obviously the climate here um, is very hot Mm -hmm. in the summer. Uh, there's a very strong sun so yeah. when we're designing the buildings we have to really think about the sun and respond to it and think about temperature so one of the things our building does the house of wisdom is it uses the roof create a big overhanging shading structure which protects the facade from direct sunlight so that also you know as well as controlling the energy use of the building it also controls glare so if you're sitting there reading your book you don't want strong sun shining in your eyes so we've got a few devices that we're using we've got the roof we've got external 
shading, which protects the facade from the sun. And then we've also got these operable shutters, which are made of bamboo, so very sustainable material. And the people can open and close those to sort of suit what they want, what they're comfortable with. And that's the beautiful thing. It kind of looks like this gorgeous see-through glass building when they're all open and nighttime, it's going to look especially stunning, you know, because of that. But like you said, you know, when you've got the glare of the, the late afternoon sun, you can just shut it all out. Yeah, so the key thing is to um, allow the architecture to be adaptable. Mm. So, you know, the world is constantly changing, light's changing throughout the day, and uh, the the architecture has to respond to that. So that's what we were trying to do. Yeah, it's incredibly beautiful. We said, you know, when starting this off, sustainability is the biggest thing that everybody's talking about. It's such a broad term, though. You know, from the perspective of Foster and Partners, when you're thinking about it now, climate change is one of the biggest challenges right now. What are the biggest things? things that you are working on as a firm to really address those challenges? We uh, recently launched our sustainability manifesto. So that really sets out um, our commitment as a practice to meet the targets of the Paris Climate Change Agreement, just published in 2015. So that's published by the United Nations and that sets the goal of limiting global temperature rise to a maximum of two degrees above pre-industrial levels and ideally 1.5 degrees. So everything we're doing is really based around how do we accomplish that? How do we achieve that target? There are different ways that your firm is working on with your clients to make sure that there is an offset that goes on. Talk to us a little bit about that. We analyse the, the carbon use over the life cycle of the project and that's both both the embodied carbon that mm. goes into making the building and the operational carbon throughout the life while the building's being used and we come up at the end of that analysis with a carbon budget. So that's a total amount of carbon that's going to be involved in the life cycle of the building and then we're offering our clients a service where we can help them to offset that carbon. So that may be, for example, an investment in renewable uh, energy, or it might be, as another example, an investment in very efficient cooking stoves for people in Africa, or it may be um, through the planting of a new forest to absorb carbon. So ultimately, you'd be in a position where your project is net zero carbon, which is where we need to be by 2050. So finally, in terms of where Foster and Partners wants to go next, can we talk about that? Mm -hmm. Mm. The thing that drives us is, uh, is continuing to be able to to innovate um, in the buildings we do. Climate changes and the the Paris Agreement and the sustainability manifesto is a big part of what we'll be doing in the future. But it's continuing to deliver excellent projects for our clients and create spaces for people. What makes for an iconic building that is timeless, which is something that Foster & Partners has been responsible for all over the world and created all over the world? What's the key ingredient that each of those has? So the key ingredient is that we have an approach to how to design buildings. So there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer to that question. We're inquisitive, we have an open mind, we approach every project as if it's our first project. It's a collaboration with our clients, and that's really essential, because without a great client, you can't have a great project. Well, that's the the recipe to making uh, great projects. Amazing. Okay, Dara Tawhidi, thank you so much. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely incredible there. That was Dara Tawhidi, the partner architect at Foster and Partners. And we cannot wait to see the House of Wisdom finally unveiled. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.